He is more than just an ingredient. He is more than just an additive. Who is he? He is the creator. He is Adonai. He is Elohim. He's El Shaddai. He is more than just an ingredient. We have to understand that the ingredients, though, however, are and have been embedded within his deity, within within his existence, within the example that was given and that has been sent to us to see, to carry out, to illustrate, to show, to present to others by way of his son Jesus Yeshua Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one. He who wants a place in the sun should expect blisters. It takes both rain and sunshine to make a rainbow. It's easy enough to be pleasant when everything goes like a song, but the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when everything's going dead wrong. Here's another quote. It takes two things to blow down a tree. A heavy wind outside and rot and decay inside. So it is with man. The winds of adversity may cause him to bend. But if he's strong and vigorous within, he will arise and grow to new heights after the storm passes. See, sometimes you find you're up against it because you back up instead of going ahead or forward. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs 24 and 10. And then verse 15 through 16. If you fail under pressure, your strength is not very great. Don't raid the house where the godly live. They may trip seven times. But each time they will rise again. But one calamity is enough to lay the wicked low. One calamity. Talking about him being more. He, again, we're talking about Yahweh. We're talking about God being more than just an ingredient. More than just ingredient. So, 
I was brought to the book of 1 Samuel, the sixth chapter. I began reading and in my study and through from the ninth verse through verse through the fourteenth verse. I want to read it for your hearing. The ninth verse says, and, and see if it goeth up by the way of its own coast to Beth Shemesh. Then he hath done us a great evil, but if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that smote us. It was a chance that happened to us. And the men did so and took two milk kine and tied them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they laid the ark of the Lord upon the cart. And the kofar, which the mice of gold and the images of their emeralds, which is their gods. And the kind took the straight way to the way of Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left and the lords of the Philistine went after them upon the border of Beth Shemesh and they of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley and they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it And the cart came into the fields of Joshua, a Bethshemite, and stood there, where there was a great stone, and they calfed the wood on of the cart, and offered the kind a burnt offering to the Lord now going through all that and reading that one would be very very lost as a matter of fact I was myself but to fully understand it you have to understand that placement was everything the timing was everything. The positioning was everything. And the circumstances leading up to it meant everything. The Israelites were overtaken by the Philistines. Again, this is First Samuel 6, the sixth chapter. The Ark of the Covenant 
covenant was one of the conquered treasures, as it were, that they took from the Israelites. Verse 1 of 1 Samuel 6 says, And the the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. Seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do to the ark of the Lord? Tell us whether in we shall send it to his place. In other words, they were going through some things. They were going through some grief throughout these seven months and couldn't quite figure out what it was. that was causing everything they put their hands to to go awry, to go astray. See, the thing about it is the Philistines had knowledge of God, had knowledge of His power, had knowledge of what He had done for the Israelites what he's done through the Israelites so to pose the question have you become a Philistine in your attitude have you treated God's favor as only another ingredient to the good life you're trying pursue as I mentioned before the Philistines acknowledge the existence of their God the Hebrew God the God of Israel but only as one of many deities whose favor they saw thinking See, thinking of God in this way made it easy for them to ignore his demand that people worship and should worship him alone. Many people worship God this way. They see God as just one ingredient in a successful life. See, but God is more, far more than just an ingredient. See, He's, He is the source of life itself. He's the very source life itself what does it mean let me, just, let, me, let me break this down to you the word ingredient means basically you can look it up in, on google you can look it up on webster but it basically means that it's a component 
or a part, hear me, a component or a part or element of something. It is the substance or the substance, a substance that forms part of a mixture, that forms part of a mixture. So I'm gonna put this name on your on your brain. We've heard the name which is encompassed within a multitude of names that we have that are known for the most high God. And this name is El Shaddai, which means the God who is more than enough. He is more than sufficient. It means he he that he has power to complete the promises of blessings and that of prosperity in and within one's life. And much like what the Philistines do, many of us have done even as followers, even as believers. We've made him just an ingredient within our lives based off of what we've seen based off of a religious act and that religious act being just to be within the sanctuary just to be affiliated with a multitude a church house he has just been an added ingredient within our lifestyle versus being the primary source way of living, of our way of life. That's why when the prophet wrote, in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being, I have my functionality, I have everything that I need I do not have to waver. I don't have I don't have to look to the left and or to the right. You have the confidence to know that you know from whence, from where your help come from. Your help comes from most high God it comes from the Lord stop treating God's favor as only another ingredient
because there's an, an acknowledging of the ways and the way that he has shown you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. Acknowledging of the way of the Most High God. That brings you to the place, the points, the seasons, the day of which you are to endure, of which you are to experience. When you read multiple times, numerous times, even if within the the Old Testament, and it, be, it begins with, and it came to pass. Came to pass. It came to pass in the days of. It came to pass that when this happened, it came to pass. It came to pass because it is the passage. And without you allowing the most high to guide you through even even through the adversity even through what seems to be killing you off all things work together they work together they operate together for your good for the good of those who love him. For the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Loyalty. Philip Armour says, there is an element that is worth its weight in gold, gold, and that is, and that is loyalty. It covers a multitude of weaknesses. Napoleon Hill says, lack of loyalty is one of the major causes of failure in every walk of life. See, loyalty is rare and it can only be proven under test. That was Alfred Armad Mond Montepert. Alexander Pope said, Histories are, are more full of examples of the fidelity of dogs than of friends. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs 19 and 22. Loyalty makes a person attractive. And it's better to be poor than honest. Watch this. Ruth 1, 16 through 17. Do not ask me to leave you and turn 
and turn back. I will go wherever you go and live wherever you live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow, if I allow, if I allow anything but death to separate us. If you allow more than death, if you allow anything but death, to separate you from the acquaintance, the fellowship, the relationship that he wishes to have and desires to have with you, and that of which you should desire to have with him. is more than just an additive. He is more than just an ingredient. So now it comes to the point where now I'm realizing that I have been placing other things alongside of the Most High. And thinking and claiming it to be good, claiming it to be great, claiming it to be awesome, and oh, by the way, I'm doing that, but yet while I'm I'm trying to serve here in, 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 in in the church, Yet while I'm trying to serve here in this ministry, I'm serving God. I'm trying to serve God. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm desiring to do the best that I can. But oh, by the way, I cannot. I am not. I have a hard time letting go of this one thing or things. that I allow to draw me back and away from him. That sin, that stronghold, that burden. To house he the end all be all with everything and all the things that I've gone through. Simply put, the, the, the Bible says and speaks to me and says that trust in the, in the Lord with all their heart or your mind and lean not to your own understanding. that in all your ways and everywhere that you go and in every direction that you travel that you sojourn acknowledge him and he will direct direct
act or arrange order, but he will direct your path. He will direct your path. The first commandment that was read in the Old Testament, and that was there shall not be any other God before me. Before him, before Yahweh, before El Shaddai. There shall be no other, there is to be no other God before him. book of Matthew it reads that we should love our God that we should love him that we should love no other God beside him and likewise we should also love our neighbors as we should ourselves. So if you love God, you come to love yourself. If you love yourself, you come to love God. And because of those two things, you understand how he is Understand, come to understand rather his ways and to treat your neighbor as you would yourself. You would love them just as God loves you. Not for self gain, not for the portrayal of attaining a platform, privileges, riches, or any of those things that you have made priority within your life. And oh, by the way, he just so happened to be a part of it. No. So everything that you do, Genesis, the first chapter, and the first verse says, four words, in the beginning, God. Now, within everything that has been spoken, everything that has been presented. We seek to find our status, our stance, our position, and our positioning 
within everything that has that is going on at the current moment, even though it may be great seeming, but the calm comes before the storm. Even though he builds you up and allows you to go through these things. And if your if your heart is made up to be focused on him. You know that you have the strength to endure every aspect of the seasons, good and or bad. Because you know where you are. Thank you for listening to Way Podcast. Where are you? My name is Lawrence Kewington Jr., Associate Pastor of the Anointed Rock Church in Arlington, Texas. The senior pastor is Pastor Derek Alcorn. We thank you for listening in. I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you have been enlightened. And I pray nothing but blessings and covering over your entire life and your and your house. God bless you. And may he keep you. Shalom.